Welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. And what a win that was against Leeds United as Anwar El Golzi strikes again. More on that in a moment. We'll also be picking an attacking midfielder in our Aston Villa Perfect Eleven, And of course, there's our back in time quiz where the ultimate winner will get a delicious and more importantly, deliciously free Nando's courtesy of the losers. So welcome to what is our ninth episode of All Villa No Filler. I'm your host, George Zielinski. I'm joined as ever by two lifelong villains, Roisin Mendonca, starting with you. Hello, how are you doing? Good evening, George. You all right? Yeah, not too bad. And Frankie Maguire. Hello, Frankie. How are you doing, George? Good to, good to hear you, see you on Zoom. Good to hear you, see you, see you, Frankie. How are you? Not good to see me, Frankie, and hear me. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, yeah, it's all right. That goes without saying. <laughs> that goes without saying. Frankie, how have you been this week? Yeah, good, good. Met some, uh, met some good people this week, actually. We interviewed uh, Brittany Klein, who's uh, the chairwoman of the Winnipeg Lions over in Canada. She was, uh, she was good, good fun to meet. Um, interesting story about how she built a school curriculum based around Aston Villa and how she, her support for Villa's grown after the last few years. And then um, also uh, we spoke yesterday, we had a bit of an exclusive, we spoke to uh, the man behind a, a controversial Twitter account. The bot they built revealed that a few Villa players had taken Jack Grealish out of their t- fantasy football teams. And it sort of leaked out then from that, that Grealish might actually be injured for the Leicester game. And it turned out to be true. So it's obviously led to a bit of a backlash this week. And uh, Dean Smith, Pep Guardiola, people like that have been talking about it. So it turned out that the guy behind it was actually an Aston Villa fan himself uh, from Norway. So we had a great chat with him and you can find that online. Yeah, Rasheen, you, um, you spoke to him as well. How, how, how was that interview for you? Absolutely fascinating. I think like the interview itself was just, I just, the information is there and it's in the public domain and all he did was spend a, you know, a lot of time trawling through it and creating this algorithm. And, and it's... And it's kind of been, it was transformative. He said that it kind of, the betting markets changed and stuff like that, which when you look at the links between player leaks and betting markets, that shouldn't happen. But with that kind of middle step and that middle man, it was fascinating. I think the most fascinating thing about it was the way that Frankie tried to get tips for his (laughs) fantasy football team. Let's be honest, did you expect anything (laughs) less? So um, um, tell me about this algorithm, Henning. (laughs) I am willing to do whatever it takes. Six plays back up. <laughs> you are including like programming our whole podcast to to step back up the lead, Frankie. That, I'd like to hear some defence from Frankie here. Yeah. Well, look, you know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do to win at fantasy football. Um, I'm building bots as we speak now, seeing what I can do. <laughs> Good luck. They'd have to do a good job with your recent record. Oh, yeah, I've had a terrible, <laughs> terrible run recently. I, like the fans are, che- are clamouring for me to be fired at the moment. I'm like, <laughs> clinging on to my job. Yeah, George, you're going to take me over this week. I think. Well, I, I, you're I, up, I, and I'm on. I'm on the decline. I think you're you know definitely I, on the up. I, although I have obviously been concentrating on my FBL team this season because what else am I going to do uh, with my life this year? I mean, I say that, obviously, as, recently, <laughs> as I mentioned, recently had uh, a son, so that is taking up most of my time. But then FBL obviously is, is, uh, is up there too. Um, but you know what? I've been getting a bit nostalgic this week. I've been looking at our kind of 
recent incumbents of um, the perfect 11, you know, your Tony Morley's, your Daley Atkinson's. And I've, been, I've just been retreating into this kind of rose tinted world of YouTube archive videos, just rewatching that um, Atkinson goal against Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Sky Sports did this kind of uh, big interview with all the kind of heroes of 82 a few years back, which was like amazing. Um, I've loved it. It's been great. Mm. Sounds good. I hope that none of this is going to come up in the quiz because I won't get any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there. I'll leave that there. I won't, I won't go into too much detail. All right, then, so it finished uh, Leeds United nil, Aston Villa 1, Leeds United falling apart again. Uh, Rasheen, what did you make of the game? Yeah, Frankie called it. I think it was, he said something needed to change um, regarding our starting lineup, and it did. And I think it made all the difference myself. Um, I liked the formation, not so much in the second half, obviously we dropped quite deep, but I liked in the first half Ollie Watkins having something to work with. I think he's a, a fantastic player, but I do think he kind of gets lost up there alone. And I kind of like the fact that he had, with the players that we had on the pitch and the formation that we had, that he had something to, to work with. And, and you know, he was, he, was, he was there with the assist, whether he meant for it to be an assist, I'm not sure, um, but it worked for him. Um, El Ghazi, he has a strike on him, doesn't he, El Ghazi? Mm. Like, he really, really does. If he could channel that, like, week in, week out. Um, yeah, I thought the goal was great. Again, whether it, it meant to happen or not, um, it did, and it was fantastic. I think there was a couple of kind of really crucial players. So, for myself, I think Nakamba was amazing, getting yeah, in really good positions, and a re- couple of really good challenges as well. Um, just not kind of letting anything go to chance. And and personally, I thought Ramsey made a, a, a difference as well in yep. kind of in midfield and, and attacking. Um, I really, really was happy to see him start and I was happy to see him put in, you know, a really, really solid performance. Um, yeah. And I mean, the whole team together, it's nice that we don't, I mean, every team wants Jack Grealish. I'm not saying it's nice to not have him but it's nice to get a win without him. And I think that's good for confidence. And I think it's good for the team. And I also think it's good for Dean Smith to have, have changed the team for that team to have been successful because it just, it just gives us more options and it gives the team confidence. I mean, Frankie, you mentioned Sanson. Would you have liked to have seen him come early? And George, you've mentioned him as well. Do you, I don't know if, do you think he needed to come on earlier or? No, no. I mean, I think you've summed it up really nicely there, Regine. I, th- I, I totally agree. Um, I think Sanson, you know, didn't like nicely when he came on. But to be quite frank, I think the team that started, excellent. And I think, you know, with recent performances, you know, a lot of people have been on Ross Barkley's back. Um, I can kind of see why in the sense like he's not been performing. But at the same time, as I said last week, we have to remember he's, it's really difficult coming back from a couple of months out having a disrupted training schedule and then playing every week and not quite being on form. It can, it, it's tough. Um, so it did feel like he just needed a game out just on the bench, let him, you know, get himself back up to speed again, maybe come off the bench and do something. But today it was time to change it up and Dean Smith did it. Um, Marvellous Nakamba was the exact player we needed today to come in um, as a spoiler role. We haven't conceded a goal this season with Marvellous Nakamba on the pitch. We haven't conceded a goal with him on the pitch. It's from last season. Every time I've seen him this year, and I know he's not featured much, but I, see, I swear his performance levels have been really good. Um, and I was surprised he didn't play against Leicester last week when they had Madison, a few attackers. It felt like a player like Nakamba might have been needed. Um, and maybe Dean Smith maybe realised that. Um, so 
Today, Nakamba and McGinn sitting deep were both excellent. The positioning of Nakamba was brilliant constantly. I really can't speak enough of him. Um, and also McGinn, again, played really well, fought hard, a perfect game for him because he's not been in great form himself recently either. Um, and uh, there were a couple of occasions in the first half where Rafinha, who was probably Leeds' most dangerous player in that half, was running at Elmo and McGinn covered back and got over. And the first time we played Leeds, if you remember, we were overrun on that side quite a lot. And that was something we didn't allow to happen today. And that was a lot down to the discipline of players like McGinn and Nakamba covering and helping Elmo, who himself was excellent. I mean, I could speak about all of them. I thought Mings was brilliant again. Um, El Ghazi, El Golzi, you know, excellent finish. He was really on fire again. He looked up for it. Um, I thought Ramsey came in. He's a lovely, lovely footballer. And what I love about him as well, he's so young. But he's like, you can t- see him saying to other players, let me have the ball. Let me have it. I want it. And he takes control. And some of his through balls, you think, if he's doing this at 19, we've got him on a long contract. What's he going to be like in like two years, three years? He's... What a, what a player prospect yeah. he promises to be. Yeah. And I, I also just want to say something about Matt Target because, like, you know, he's been brilliant constantly now for a few weeks. Um, Gareth Southgate was there today. Now, I'm going to ask it both of you. Um, if you're Gareth Southgate today and you're watching that team, maybe he's there to watch Bamford, um, possibly Ollie Watkins. Who, would, who of all the players on that pitch would have impressed you the most? Uh... I would say concert for me. Uh, yeah, if, I, if, I, if, if I was if I was if I was looking at it from a, from a kind of a you know, Gareth Southgate England lens, um, because you know a, a left back. I, I mean, I, I suppose Luke Shaw is probably the, the standout left back, English left back in the league. You probably start there, um, but at centre back, it's 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 so fluid at the moment at centre back. I just don't know who is going to be starting alongside essentially John Stones uh, at the Euros. So it's a, it's a it's a real free for all. It could be Mings, but. Concert for me has just been just the most reliable, uh, dependable centre back that we've had, and it's no surprise we mentioned last week that he was linked with you know Liverpool and Spurs because I do think he's probably at that level now. Um, I'm not saying Villa aren't at that level or, or or can't be in the coming seasons, but at this stage, you know, he could play for a t- for a team in the Champions League for sure. Um, I, I I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, I don't know if Matt Target bashed himself in kind of glory today. I, I, I I'm I not sure. He, he was, but he was he was slightly rash at times, yeah, and that's not like him. Usually, his yeah. challenges are so perfectly timed; they're, they're yeah. very precise. And today, I mean, maybe maybe he just—I don't know. Maybe he was upset that he'd let the fantasy football mistake out, and <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think he was as as precise and as clean as we've come to to know him to be this season. And we've discussed that. May, is he our most improved player? We we had a we had a yeah. message from from Ollie and Ollie and Solly Hall the other week asking who who we thought our, our most improved player was and and Matt Target certainly up there. Yeah. Um. I don't know if if you think he is personally today he wasn't for me but generally he is he's got to be on Gareth Southgate's radar. Yeah. You know what you know what I would say is 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 a lot of talk was made of the players that we signed over the summer were there to kind of um, help Grealish move his game on because Grealish was essentially um, kind of the one-man show last season. And this season, you know, he has been really important. But other players other players have really come into the fore. I mean, if you talk about Nakamba this season from last season, like, he he, he looks like a different player. Yeah. Um, Target is a different player. Yeah. Elmo, the two games he's come in, today I thought he was, like, amazing. He, I thought he was really, really good at right back. Oh, yeah. 
um, you know, concert from last season, incredible. So, you know, all these players are improving. So I think it's a really difficult question to answer that one, really, because they, they've all come on leaps and bounds in the space of a few months. And it's, it's obviously really encouraging to see. I, as, I think if you're, you're Gareth Southgate and you're watching Conson, Mings and Target play today, I mean, I think you're right, Rasheen. Uh, there might have even been occasion Target was slightly lucky to even stay on the pitch with one tackle. But on the whole, I thought he was excellent as he has been just like in the last couple of months. I think he's been, he was, he's really strong. He's really solid. He's, he's really very physical and he's not afraid to get into the challenges. And he, I just... You know, some of the balls he was playing forward as well were really, really good. I, I feel like he's deserving a chance now for England. Um, and as you say, George, about concert as well. Concert, you know, I said, I think about a month ago or so, that um, he's on his way to becoming a world-class player. And I stand by it. I think he is on his way. I think he's, I think he's that good. Um, but one thing I also have to say is, uh, guys, Sadine's gilet. <laughs> <laughs> Was, I wonder when this is going to come up. It's quite oh, spectacular, wasn't it? Maybe is that is that like a hallmark now of Villa managers? Yeah, like, like the Gareth Southgate waistcoat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was he inspired by Tim Sherwood? Maybe. He oh, was. I hope not. He was, maybe he, that was his equivalent of the Tim Sherwood challenge you've been doing in the football manager. <laughs> what do you think he's maybe, doing a Villa manager maybe challenge? He's been listening. Maybe he's, he's going to come out in like a Brian Little big like ski jacket. <laughs> that, would be, that would be nice. Next week he turns up in a little tracksuit with the snow <laughs> pulled up and little glasses, and you're like, you look to me like Martin O'Neill this week. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but my mom's been like trying to get me to buy a gilet. Like she's always like for Christmas, like. Would you like a gilet? I'm like, I don't want a gilet. Why not, Frankie? This is Frankie's like, get me a gilet, mom. Well, I mean, <laughs> after I saw Sadine working the gilet today, I was like, get. I've always loved gilets. I've always worked. You'll sit next time you see me. I'll be rocking a gilet. Telling you. All villa, no filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. It's the Perfect Eleven, which I'm hosting this week. This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first eleven. We've already chosen the likes of Mark Bosnich and, of course, God himself, Paul McGrath. This week, we move on to attacking midfield. And, well, we all decided there was only one man we were ever going to choose for this position. It's, of course, Super Jack Grealish. He's our talisman. He's homegrown. Roisin... Why does Jack deserve to be in this team? How long have you got? I think, look, I can't remember Villa matches, you know, week in, week out. But I do remember being at Villa Park when I first saw him. He was young. I'm not sure what the match was. It was one of his first ones when he started at Villa Park. And you know what? There was a tangible kind of like excitement. Like it was exciting. Like this young, like you say, one of our own coming on. Um, and, and, and everybody was just buzzing to see him. And from that moment, you think, oh, he's, he's the one. Do you know what I mean? He's going to go on to be the kind of next god. Um, and then that, those kind of appearances turn into starts. Um, I think when he was a bit younger, you know, there were, there were improvements to be made. Obviously, maybe he held it a bit too long. He has been accused of diving here and there. But no, um, no. I know, I know, I know, I know. But any weaknesses that he had, he absolutely has just 
nailed them. Like he knows he's good at football. He's fantastic at football and he still works exceptionally hard to improve his game week in, week out. And I think that mm. completely comes across. Um, I think once he started, you know, he became a regular in the team, turns into Super Jack. You've got a lovely sing-along for him. And he's just become this kind of like superhero um, in terms of games that I can remember. <laughs> As I say, they're very few and far between, but that Liverpool semi-final, me yeah. and my mom and my cousin went to. And, you know, we, I remember we played exceptionally well against an exceptionally good team in that game. And it was, it was so good. It was, it was a great game. And you know what? He turned up, he was involved. He was, you know, he was a part of the, of the goal making. Um, absolutely fantastic. And I think that those kind of, appearances happen now for him week in week out um he he fought for us in the championship every single match and I think he persuaded people like Tam, Tammy who ultimately you know helped to keep us up as well mm. he was crucial in persuading him to stay you know Tammy I'll come back from injury we'll go up um and then kept us up um I you know he he was absolutely well he kept us up let you know let's not be around the bush here it, it was him along with other players um, who he clearly has a great relationship with, great relationship with Harahan, great relationship with McGinn, with Mings. He's kind. He seems like this glue that that keeps everything together. And I think making him the captain, making him the captain from Dean Smith was just like a stroke of genius. Um, he is the at the centre of everything. Um, commanding. He's creative. He's exciting. He's got fabulous hair, as we well know. Um, and you know what? Most of all, most of all, he loves the villa. Yeah. And for that, Jack, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was beautiful, Rasheen. Yeah, oh, I really, I really hope he hears that. I don't, I don't cry many tears, but I'm floods <laughs> of tears right now. That was beautiful. Um, uh, George, how about you? What what is it about Super Jack that deserves well, to be in this team? You won't, I mean, you. I mean, you won't be surprised to hear this, but I first really heard of him on on Football Manager, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, whoever, whoever, whoever researches players for that game deserves some sort of Nobel Prize or Medal of Honor, Purple Heart, Blue Peter Badge, um, <laughs> because you know they were right on the money with him. Because I remember looking at him thinking, "Oh, who's this kid in our in our under eighteen team? Oh, he looks all right, Jack Greenish. I'll keep 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 an eye on him." And I remember he went on loan to Notts County. Um, and so, yeah, I just sort of, sort of tra- tracked it um, just to see how he, how he got on playing in, in League Two. I think Notts County were in that, in that league. And um, their manager at the time, um, I think it was Sean Derry, said that if he didn't have Grealish, they would have been relegated, which is a quite a remarkable thing to say about a 17-year-old kid, yeah. you know, coming into a club like that when they're battling to stay in the Football League. And he was so instrumental at the age of 17 to keep them up. Um, and then when he came back to Villa, you know, he, he kind of went into our first team. He didn't start, but was, was, in our, was on our kind of match day squad. And uh, it was kind of under Sherwood, to be fair to him, who, who really gave him that confidence boost to, to play and gave him those games. And um, yeah, you mentioned that, that, that match against Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final where, and that, I mean, still a kid, he can play at Wembley at that level and put in a performance like that. And it, that really kind of put him on the map. And I think... He struggled to kind of handle that increased exposure. I mean, we obviously all remember the, you know, him that picture of him passed out on Magaluf or wherever it was, um, and everyone was kind of on his back a little bit and didn't appreciate the fact that you know he's just a 
just a kid really then he's still, I mean he's still only what 25 26 but yeah he's just just you know just a kid and, and he makes mistakes but the way he's come back from that the resilience of him to uh come back and do his talking on the pitch um the, the moment for me that stands out as a, a moment that's really defined him is when we played Blues in the championship and that Blues support ran on and punched him on the side of the head mm. and he just didn't react the only reaction he had was to go and score the winner yeah. in the second half yeah. um Iconic. and that's just, and that's just the making of him as a as a player and as a character how he's kind of developed into this into this man uh and uh yeah, the responsibility of being captain, as you say, Rasheen, he he helps mould the team. Uh, he leads by example, but he also does lead as a as a leader vocally on the pitch. He helps um, get you know people motivated. Uh, they they when they see him on the ball, they they want to they want to work with him and they want to help the team progress. Um, so yeah, there's no, there was never any. I mean, the fact that we chose this entire formation around <laughs> around him <laughs> at the start of this entire. <laughs> Surprise! He's in the yeah, team. he's in there. What a surprise! Uh, yeah, I mean, is there, you know, I, I could I could go on and on, but um, I'm not. But he was, you know, obviously he's just he's such an iconic Villa player. There was no doubt he was going in. Um, Frankie, it's your time yeah, to eulogise. Eulogy. I did the proposal. George oh. has done like the 40th birthday party speech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, well, I mean, where where do I even start? Um, you know. I remember when we went, George, we went to see Villa play Burton Albion in 2016, you know, in the, in the dark days of the championship. And Super Jack played for us then. And he'd not really been featuring very much the year before because the fallout with Remy Gard and Aston Villa's absolute disaster season. And I remember watching him in this game and just being like, this man is amazing at football. Like, he's brilliant. He sees things that other people don't. And I actually tweeted it at the time. And I'm like very smugly retweeting it every now and again. Like, see, I told you. Because the thing is, like, <laughs> I remember people would say he was a show pony. He was overrated. Anyone who could play as well as that in that semi-final in 2015 against Liverpool at that age clearly is an amazing talent. And um, the fact, yes, okay, he had his off-field issues, you know, and he had his issues with Remy Gard or whatever. But, you know, the fact he was able to come through that, come back and be an absolutely incredible professional drag us up from the from the the championship keep us in the premier league with one of the greatest moments of my life when he scored that goal against west ham i mean i haven't I, as i said earlier i hardly cry but i i couldn't hold back um <laughs> gates are open. You know, I, just, I, think I hardly it... cry, but I cried this day, this day, this day. <laughs> 365. Well, anytime Jack makes a beautiful pass, I cry, honestly. <laughs> um, he's just an exceptional, unique footballer who plays in a way that's very unusual. To me, I think he could play for any team, Barcelona, Real Madrid, anywhere, and he would, he'd be good enough for the first 11. Um, the fact that he's one of our own, he's you know, from Solihull, like all of us, He's, um, you know, he came through the Villa youth team. He went to St. Peter's School, which I know very well. I went to the junior school there and all that. And personally, I feel a very, you know, a great affection for Grealish in the sense he looks to me like he's living our dream in a way. Mm. And the fact that he's living our dream, but also he's been so influential in, uh, in bringing Villa back from the brink of disaster. It, you know, he's, he's a unique player in our history now um, already. And I can't wait to see what he goes on to do in the future. He's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Players coming through the Villa team now, the youth players, players like Jacob and Aaron Ramsey, they can look at someone like Grealish and say, you know, 
he is he, we can it he he has done it he yeah, has done it yeah. all he is an incredible player we can watch this guy in training and we can try and emulate him in future so so not only is he benefiting the team now he could through his own influence um benefit benefit generations of uh, of uh, of young players coming through the ranks so it's it can only be a good thing so jack Grealish. You're in the perfect eleven. Congratulations! <laughs> well done, Super. <laughs> well the done, biggest honour of your life. You've made it. <laughs> He's going to be tweeting all about this. Really. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You're listening to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast about the greatest football team on earth. We'd love to hear your views on the perfect eleven. Would you build your best Villa team around Super Jack Grealish too? Just get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Search out All Villa, No Filler. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's Sheffield United away on Wednesday. Frankie, big question. Should we stick with the same team? I think we probably should, to be honest. Um, I don't really see much reason to change it up. Perhaps you could bring Trezeguet in for um, Tricky Traore. Um, I thought Traore's studs today. I wondered if they weren't quite right because that wasn't uh, a great pitch. pitch. The pitch, yeah. yeah. Pitch. He seemed to struggle a bit keeping his balance. Everybody struggled. McGinn, yeah. McGinn was on his yeah, <laughs> thumb a lot of the time. Yeah, um, but I, 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 you know, I like I like Tricky a lot. But um, you know, I could I could see a, a, a valid reason for bringing Trezeguet in. He, I thought he did well when he came on. Um, if you wanted to have Sanson on instead of Ramsey as well, give him you know give him. Uh, a midweek game off and then have Ramsey back in next week perhaps or the game after sorry um, that could also work um, Sheffield United they're in you know we all know they're in terrible form um, they've really had a I think they've been quite very unlucky this season a lot of the time I think their biggest problem is that they just can't score yeah um, they're, so, they're sort of like Brighton but without the defensive solidity mm. that Brighton have they just can they, they concede and they can't score so they, lose they, got, they got very <laughs> not lucky. great in football <laughs> yeah they got very unlucky with a couple of very long-term injuries, but uh, we haven't. We we tend to we haven't done brilliantly at, away at Sheffield. And I was at that game at Bramall Lane last season, which was the day where I saw us last. It was in November of last season, and I remember watching that game, thinking, "Oh no, we're in trouble. We're yeah. in trouble." Um, I didn't realise how much trouble we're in, but we are. But um, you know, it's what a turnaround for both clubs. And uh, you know, I think we can go into that game after the Leeds match and think we can win this. We can win this. I would I would be a bit worried about um, Martinez. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah what was going on with? I think he, I think he had some sort of thigh uh, issue, um, which is why mm. Conson was taking the goal kicks. But um, so he could be with the game on Wednesday. That's quite a quick turnaround to try and get him back to fitness. But I mean, you know, we're lucky because we have two. We do have two quite reliable keepers in Heaton and Steer that can come in and, and yeah. I'm sure do you know a good job for for that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I would change it up. I, I don't know what's going on with Grealish's injury. It's this. It's, it's been shrouded in so much mystery. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know whether yeah. he'll be fit for Wednesday or whether he's going to be out for the month or do so. You know I, what? I think even if he is fit, I mean, if he's fit, look, he's going to play and everybody will want him to play. In, but I think it's quite nice to know at this point in the season when it's been a bit rocky. We're thinking maybe players are a bit tired. Do we need to switch it or do we need to change? I think it's quite nice to be playing the team at the bottom of the table. Yeah. Um, and I think it's quite nice for for Jack Grealish to have seen today that this team don't need him to win. 
Um, yeah, given that Leeds are so much better than Sheffield United, I think he won't feel pressure to 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 push himself when he's not ready to come back. And I, I just think, great, if he's ready, he's ready. But if he's not, we don't need him. And I think that was really important in terms of the order of this match and the time in which it's fallen. I think I think last season, um, he probably would have, have been playing through the pain barrier <laughs> because there was nobody else that could come in and 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 play football. <laughs> um, so, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's good for him to watch today's game and know that there are players that can come in and do a job and win a football game. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't expect to see him back and I'd be very happy to see the same team play. Sheffield United, as you said, are just, yeah, it's, it's incredible how our season, really actually since, um, since that um, uh, Hawkeye <laughs> never crossed the line. Never crossed it, the line. So, so, so <laughs> yeah, it never crossed the line. Not at all. Um, they just didn't turn it back on after lockdown. <laughs> I mean, that was so surreal. But, I mean, both, both teams have gone in completely <laughs> opposite directions. That was the turning point. That really was the point. Turning point is incredible. Oh um, yeah, Neela not knowing the difference he'd made. He'll yeah. go down to Villa folklore for that one. <laughs> Right, this is where things get competitive. It's the back in time quiz, where as the title implies, I'll take a little journey back in time to see how much these guys really know about Aston Villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy, named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend, and whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy, and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most times, it's, I mean, it's, it's looking like Frankie here, uh, wins a free Nando's. The catch being the losers, me and Rasheen, have to buy it wow. for them uh, now. I kept a I kept a keen eye on the, the when restrictions might be lifted. You know, so <laughs> it's Solly or Nando's. We're booked in for April twelfth. Here we come. Playing the long game. Uh, now, the last time you both played, as I mentioned, Frankie, you came away victorious. Um, are you going to stick with your successful buzzer sound? Of oh, Fenton, I am. Fenton it is and uh, Roisin you normally go for Gabby 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 yeah Gabby and I've been so successful with that I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll probably stick with that as well yeah you're gonna stick with it okay yeah. fine. so, so I've, I've decided to change the format slightly in Ooh. this type of quiz um so it's gonna be knockout football it's gonna oh. be like a round of categories rather than a, a Q&A style uh, quiz so what I'm gonna ask you is um I've got a list of the 20 top goal scorers for Aston Villa in the Premier League era. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Um, and um, and it's, it's, a, it's, okay. knock, it's knockout, it's tournament football, knockout football. I ask, ask Rasheen, then Frankie, Rasheen, Frankie, whoever just cannot think of one or guesses an incorrect answer, loses the quiz, okay? So in the, in the spirit of, <laughs> I was gonna say, in the spirit of knockout football, I'll have a coin toss to decide who goes first. But I don't have a coin. Um, Gabby! <laughs> <laughs> it's Gabby, number one! Oh, yeah, okay, Rich. This is a classic yeah. the referee turning up to a Premier League game and uh, I've got my coin. There's my whistle. Gabby just takes cards. the ball. Gabby just takes the ball and runs yeah. off with it. I've got my cards. Machine, I, I like Why am I naked? Where's my clothes? I'm, what am I doing? I like your initiative, so we're going to go with you first. There we are. Okay, yeah. so here we are. Villa's top goal scorers in the Premier League era. You can go first. Say Gabby Abonglahor. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have to be your buzzer and then the answer. 
Um, yes, Gabby Ogbonglohoi is number one in the list of Villa goal scorers in the Premier League area. Um, Frankie. Dwight York's got to be up there. Dwight York is number two. I love this uh, chronology that we're Ooh. going in. Uh, <laughs> Rasheed, number three? <laughs> um, Christian Benteke. Benteke is five. Yes, he is in the list. Frankie. Uh, Dean Saunders. Saunders is number eight in the charts. Yes. Uh, Rasheen, over to you. Go with the deadly duo. If we're going Dean, I might go Dalian. Dalian is in there. He's oh, yes. in Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's in there. He's in there. He doesn't matter. He's in there. Frankie. Juan Pablo Angel. Angel is fourth in the list. Yeah. Rasheen. Mm. I'm taking Norwegian inspiration from our interview mm. and I'm going to go with John Carew. Carew is bigger than me or you. He's, he is certainly he's bigger than me and you. Um, and is he bigger than Dalian Atkinson? <laughs> he's bigger than Dalian Atkinson. Yay! He, he, he's ninth on the list, so he makes it in, Frankie. Very good, yeah. I'm impressed. Do you know what? Oh, I don't know whether this guy will be or not. Uh, Savo Milosevic. He is. Oh! <laughs> He's, num- he's, num- he's number 14, actually. Mm. Yeah, he had a, fe- a fairly decent record. To be he fair did, to. yeah. yeah. Um, for Misilotovic, as he was known, <laughs> apparently. Has Jack Greenish made it off? Wait, mm. no. Um, I'm going to. I feel like I should take that answer. Has Jack Greenish made it on there, George? He's number 19. He's oh, on the list. Oh, is he? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have him on there. Oh. Yeah, he's on there. Frank, you know what? I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm scratching here. off. I'm scratching off the the names, and we're we're rattling through them now. So, Frankie, it's over to you. Dion Dublin. Yeah, Dion Dublin number three. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of people. Good. That's a good start. About. <laughs> 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 okay. This is is Derise for sale on there. Derice Cell is on there. Is he? Yeah. Yes, yes. He's, he's I'm trying to think of people who I was going to put in my perfect eleven, and I he's top He's number ten in the list. Oh. Frankie, over to I, I I'm, have, I'm, I'm very impressed by all this. I have, I have a few names floating around in my head. One of them, I think I might this might be wrong, but I'm going to go for it. Julian Jochim. Julian Jochim is seventh on the list. Wow, seven. Yeah, he's number seven. So we're going on to Rasheen. You're next. Oh gosh. Alright, oh, this is this is tough now. Oh. Um Lee Hendry. Is Lee Hendry on it? Lee Hendry is number fifteen. Oh, yes, yes. Well done. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's in there. Surely Gareth Barry's in there. Gareth Barry is number six. Yeah, you've All completed the top ten. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And he was just there for so okay. long. Okay, I've actually thought of someone who has to be on there. Have we mm-hmm. um, Have we had Ian Taylor? We haven't, and Ian Taylor is number 12. Okay. Right, good. Wow, okay, so there's, there's now one, two, three, four, five. Oh my God. Ashley Young? Ashley Young is 11. Oh. <laughs> this is, this is phenomenal stuff, guys. Really, I, I really... genuinely am very impressed. I'm, yeah, I I'm surprised. I don't know anymore. I, I would, I would say, I would say, probably there's, there's one you'll probably kick yourself over of these mm. last ones, but then the rest you'll be like, oh, okay. Um, 
Okay, so I'll give you the I'll give you a clue for kind of the one of the kind of the, the obvious well I say obvious one but um, the one that's, that that you you would think is in there. Um, he was uh, he was he was a, he was a very good goal scorer at a lot of clubs, but he was only known for being a goal scorer. Fairly recently retired, I would say. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I thought I was going to win this. Oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah. He arrived for a lot of money. Yeah, we paid a lot of money. And he scores And it goals. was a surprising amount of money that we paid for him because it was a time where we were kind of just starting to tighten yeah. up. I don't know. Last kind I of don't know. I think I'm going to have to... Oh, no! I uh, thought I was going to win! Um, uh, oh. I'm going to have to... I'm what? Just to... tell me what his name starts with. Come, just tell... <laughs> I'm just tell you his name. Just give me, just give me the first name. I'm going to have to... I'm no! Gonna have to oh, no! Well, i tell you what. i tell you what. I'm, well, it's, it's, over to Fra- it's over to Frankie to... to, to well, it's over... Yeah, if I've, I've got to Who get it. Who is it, Frankie? Sudden death. If Frankie doesn't get it, we carry on. Yeah, fine. Go on, Frankie. Darren Bent. It's oh! Yeah. Oh, no. It was so there we are. Frankie, you, you're love... relentless. You're like Man City. There's nothing, there's no stopping Winning. Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you next week, Roisin. Bye, George, at the villa. Bye, Roisin. I'm so upset. Cheery, bye, Frankie. See you in a bit, up the villa. And goodbye from me. We'll be back next week to talk over the Sheffield United game and the Wolves game, which is over the weekend. But until then, as always, come on you villa boys from Aston. <laughs>